1: To the Art of Decluttering podcast, we're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Faridja from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers,
2: and I'm Amy Revel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at the
1: Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. <music> joined us for episode 29 of the Art of Decluttering. This week we are talking about why you should declutter.
2: Which is kind of cool, Kirst, because 29 episodes in we kind of assume that people know the why of decluttering you know it's so easy to get caught up with the how and the what and the when and the where that sometimes we forget the why so I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to answer a um, a listener's question that has been emailed through to us and then also talk about our why of decluttering as well. So shout out to David
1: for his wonderful email to us really questioning the underlying reasons
2: of why we should declutter was that the gist of the email amy Yeah, so David's an architect who specialises in designing healthy spaces. So a really smart guy who said he's been binging on our podcast in his Christmas break in an effort to get the family in order um, for the arrival of their third child. So we wish you and your partner all the luck in having your third child arrive, David. Um, And some of the questions that you asked were really thought-provoking, and I know we answered you personally, but we thought what a great way to start 2018 and actually setting aside a podcast episode to talk about some of these questions so I'm going to read Kirsty if that's all right the main question um, and then we can talk about it. Awesome. Go for it. So the question reads Much is made of the benefits of an uncluttered life in your podcast, which I broadly agree with. But you would no doubt be aware of the countervailing theory rising in popularity, it seems, that the cult of organization is a sham and working toward the goal of an uncluttered life can make you more miserable than having the clutter because it's an unattainable goal. Have you thought about tackling this argument in your podcasts? I sometimes hear you both make statements about the negative consequences of clutter, e.g. on productivity or creativity in the workspace or overall mood? And while intuitively and anecdotally through your client's feedback, these statements seem to ring true, do you also use hard scientific research into clutter and its effects in your work? Are there some touchstone studies that help bolster arguments about the benefits of your work? So David, I just want to start by letting people know that the tone of the email from David was really encouraging. He's not coming at us saying, um, you know, fighting against what we're saying, just really trying to understand the deeper purpose to it, which we think is really great. And we really do want you to be a thinking community. We don't want you to just go, Ah, Kirsty and Amy said it, it must be true. Be a thinking community. Excellent. I love it. Bring on your questions, peeps, just like David has. Yeah, so Kirsty, tell me, do you think that the idea that um, living a decluttered life can be less stressful than a cluttered life or do you think vice versa or what's kind of your approach to when people ask that question?
1: I think it can be very stressful getting to a decluttered life. I think that um, not everybody has that experience but I I know that for some of our clients it has been very stressful getting there um, and just... Mostly because it can feel so overwhelming. Like how do you go from point A to point B? Um, and particularly when some of our clients try to do it by themselves, it can seem insurmountable and so frustrating that they tend to not call us for a very long time. Um, and so I think that it can be stressful um getting there but once you're there and you're maintaining it it is certainly not stressful and certainly not um not not worth the hard work of getting there how about you
2: i was saying to my client just today Kirst, that getting decluttered is the hard work and staying decluttered is the much easier work
1: oh totally and that's why we designed a course late, late last year to teach people exactly this that it may be hard to get to a decluttered home, but maintaining a decluttered home when you've got the right habits in place is totally achievable and totally, totally maintainable. And we've proved it without with the participants in the course that um, how much they loved it and how much their lives have been transformed um, just by implementing some of the habits that we taught in our course. So
2: it's
0: possible, That's pretty David. Cool.
2: It is possible. And I think um, he talks about the cult of organisation and how that can leave people with this, I suppose, a dissatisfied taste in their mouth. And, Kirst, we totally agree, don't we, that if you're trying to attain a perfect home, you are going to be eternally frustrated because we're humans, we make mess, we take our clothes off and sometimes leave them on the floor, we get out a pair of scissors and the sticky tape to wrap a present and leave them on the bench That's the nature of people. And so as much as great habits are going to help you to overcome those things, if you're trying to attain the perfect life, you will be frustrated. And that's, I guess, where the cult of organisation can really leave people with a sour taste in their mouth. And I think also that cult of organisation theory is that
1: if you just organise things better, things will be better. And we know um, through dealing with our clients that just going out to Ikea and buying a whole lot of storage or going out to Kmart and buying a whole lot of storage is not the solution. You first need to declutter before you organise and you first need to, yeah, you need to do the hard work before you organise because just shoving everything into beautiful labelled box is not your answer. (laughs)
2: That's awesome, Cass. I love that because we're professional organisers, but I really want to be called a professional declutterer because that's really the primary purpose of what we do. I have a saying that organising before decluttering is like colour coding odd socks. It just doesn't make any sense at all and it's frivolous. So really what we focus on is the decluttering, getting rid of things that don't uh, add value to your life and don't align with the vision that you've set for your life. Yes, and that's why we spoke last week about
1: setting a vision for your home and deciding what it is that you want your home to look like. If you want your home to be cluttered, cool, that's awesome. Go and live that wonderful life and enjoy and don't feel guilty for it. Like let any guilt and shame go If, however, you want to live a decluttered life and have your home way more organized than it currently is, then keep listening. (laughs) Go back and listen to our other episodes and keep listening this year for more episodes.
2: (laughs) Kessie and I experience when we're with clients that there's no one way to express Mm. minimalism or a decluttered life. Some people love knickknacks. Other people like it to be very sterile and clinical. Some people love colour. Other people love grey tones and whites. It's really about finding your own fit and going for it. And Kirsty, you know me. I'm not the kind of person that teaches people how to fold undies. I'm so functional. It's about like find an undies drawer and chuck them all in there. Keep only the ones that you love wearing, but you don't need to fold them and colour code them. Yeah, whereas if you want to learn how to fold
1: not so much undies. I don't really fold undies. But if you want to learn how to fold the T-shirts, come and chat to me. But again, it is about what works for your unique family. And that's why setting a vision for your unique family is really important because what you do in your home and how your family works together and the dynamics that go into playing go to play in your family are going to be totally different from Amy and I's um, family dynamics and our homes and it's going to be totally different for every client that we come across and our job is not to tell you how to run your family home. That's for you and your family to figure out. What we can help you is figuring out what um, items in your home you should keep and how to store and organise those items and then how to best function in your home if you are at a loss of how to do that
2: that's awesome and I think that's the thing that unites us too is that we have experienced just the two of us that living with less brings a peace and a calm into our homes that we would never exchange in the pursuit of more stuff like we love what that means for us for our schedules for our time for our relationships for just our cleaning for all that kind of stuff we know that that decluttered life is well worth the effort
1: yeah and that's what um, I tell my clients all the time like I'm like it honestly takes me an hour and a half to clean my house admittedly I pay somebody to do that now but when I was doing it myself it really only takes me an hour and a half and that's to do all the both bathrooms it's to clean the floors and to mop the floors and um, our kitchen is make remains clean like we clean it up after every meal so um, my cleaners don't have to come in and clean the kitchen and it's not running around and picking up everything off the floor then to try and find homes for everything that was on the floor like our house is maintained in a a very ordered and clean way which means doing the housework is really quick and easy Um, like an hour and a half every week was all that it was taking me
2: and when we talk, Kirst, about the, the negative, I suppose, consequences of living in clutter, that is from our experience. So we experience that people feel overwhelmed, anxiety, they feel depressed in their home, they, they avoid their home, they waste money, they spend time cleaning and tidying and never quite getting on top of it. Um, but tell me about a study that you were recently involved with, with Choosy, that was really groundbreaking in terms of having an Australian clutter report done. Yeah, so it was
1: the Choosy um, Clutter Report. Um, You can look it up on www.choosy, which is chosi.com.au, or do a Google search for Choosy Clutter Report, and it will come up. And they've got this awesome infographic um, that goes along with the report. But it was really awesome. And what made it so fascinating is that it is done on Australians. Um, They usually when us in our professional organizing industry we get reports and they're usually done on Austr on sorry, on US um and we are so much smaller than the US and we're so, we have different spending habits and different habits than US people. So it was really, really fascinating to hear um, what came up for Australians. And so I'm going to read you some of the stuff that came out of that. Um, And as I said, this infographic is really awesome, but the meat of the report was really fascinating to me as well. So most Australian households report being cluttered with unwanted or unused items, like 73% of of us feel like we have unwanted and unused possessions. Do
2: you reckon that's closer to 100 percent if people had someone else come in and help them assess it Kirst?
1: Well, surprisingly, there was actually a, I think around 19% of people who actually think that they live a very minimalist life. So our message is getting out there, Amy. That's <laughs> We're not exciting, the only minimalist. Yeah. I was really surprised actually. Just and I suppose that's you know. For instance, I think it's I think that it's um, surprising to you and I because we deal day to day with people who are feeling overwhelmed, and so that's our
2: natural yeah um, skews our perception of the general population.
1: Like I remember talking to one of my girlfriends years ago, and she's she's one of my dearest friends, Crick, and she um, is an ER nurse, um, and so she was talking about giving birth. To her sister-in-law, and telling her all. She the gave whole... birth
2: to her sister-in-law.
1: No, she was talking about birth to her sister-in-law. Oh,
2: I'm so sorry, that was like my <laughs> genealogy brain was going. Hang on, what? Huh? How does that work?
1: No, so her sister-in-law is one of our beautiful listeners, Kate. Shout out to you, and she was telling her sister-in-law all the horrible, horrible things that can go wrong in giving birth, and I just turned around to Crick and said. You do realize that that's because you've got a warp perception because you are an emergency nurse, so you see all the emergency births. You don't see the beautiful easy at home births or you know the beautiful <laughs> ones that you know that are you know, just pop out magically, Um, you see the ones that go horribly wrong. And so you've got a skewed perspective. And I think that that applies to us as well, that we have a skewed perspective on how much clutter people have, because that's who we deal with. I think you're right. (laughs) So it was a very nice surprise to see just how many people um, actually live very decluttered lives. So anyway, Back to the report. (laughs) And so they were saying um, the report found that $59 billion worth of clutter in Australia. $59 billion. That's a lot of zeros. $59 (laughs) billion. So that's like averages out to... I think about $6,623 per home of clutter, which actually surprised me. I thought that was going to be a whole lot more. And I think that comes back to our skewed
2: perspective. Yeah, and I think if that's an average, like my home doesn't have that much clutter, your home doesn't have that much clutter. So the next person gets a double allowance. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so if you put all of that um, clutter in packing boxes, it would surround the entire coastline of Australia six boxes high.
2: Whoa. Six boxes high. Maybe, maybe we have a political solution here for Mr. Trump who wants to build a wall. He could just (laughs) get boxes of clutter and make it six things high. No, actually that's a ridiculous idea. (laughs) It is a ridiculous idea because we
1: are, I think Americans are even more attached to their stuff than Australians are.
2: Yes, you possibly could be right.
1: So um, some of the things of why our homes have become so cluttered is that 50% of people said that their storing stuff is down to materialism and 39% said that it was their difficulty in letting go of sentimental items. Mm. And we see that so much, don't we, in our day-to-day work, Amy?
2: Absolutely. And I think people feel like they're actually more sentimental often than they are. So I'll have someone pick up a box of paperwork and say, we can't get rid of any of this. It's all sentimental. And then I say, okay, that's fine. Let's have a look at it paper by paper. And when you assess things one by one, it kind of takes the bulk of emotion out. You say, well, no, you're right. I don't need my VCE papers. Yeah, you're right. I don't need that certificate for the swimming lessons I did in year seven. And so as you go through it, you might actually only end up with half a dozen papers that truly are worth keeping, but it does feel that like bulk of emotion. of not, it's all my childhood. I can't get rid of it.
1: Yeah. Even the other day I had a client who we had books and she's like, no, I recently went through those books. We're not going through them again. And I was like, well, we need to make space up there. So in that, in that shelf that she had them on. So why don't we just have one more look through them? I know you've done it before, but let's have another look through. And I reckon she got rid of another third just because it was that encouragement of somebody else. And that other person who wasn't her partner, (laughs) because we know that we all put up walls when it comes to somebody really close to us questioning some (laughs) of our behavior and hence why it's really um why professional organizers are you know worth their weight in gold in my humble opinion
2: (laughs) i second that motion yeah because
1: we don't have that emotional attachment to you we care about you and we and yeah we deeply care about you but we're not um we're not actually you know We're not somebody super close to you who's, you know, picking on you and um, nagging you and really getting your hackles up.
2: (laughs) And we have no ulterior motive. Our ulterior motive is not, I'm sick of living with you because you've got so much clutter. We just want the best for you. And so that's, that's really lovely. Is there anything else, Kirst, that's worth pointing out from that study? Well, actually, like you just spoke about it, that
1: there's more than one in two Australians report clutter causes tension between the people they live with and they have a disagreement with other people in their house because of their clutter. And actually there was like something ridiculous, like um, ridiculously sad, not ridiculous, um, but there's something like uh, here it is like one in nine reports serious long term toll on their relationships. So, one in nine people are potentially getting divorced or separated over their clutter, which just absolutely broke my heart when I read that. I was like, please, people, <laughs> like, call help in before it gets to that space.
2: Yeah, I would, I would hazard a guess to say if you and anyone that you live with are arguing about your clutter. It's already time to get a professional organizer in. And you can get us to come in and just work with you. You don't have to have us come in and work on shared spaces if that's an area of contention. You can say, Can you come in and help me in my study or my bedside table or my clothes and really be specific and take ownership of that area?
1: So two in five of us struggle finding the time to declutter. And that's another reason (laughs) to get us into your home. It sounds like it's the Amy and Kirsty show today, but it's not really. We are this is the research that's come back and said that yeah two in five people struggle to find time to declutter and that's what's really great about paying for a professional organizer is that you've one committed your um, money but also you've committed your time um to getting a place decluttered so that yeah. um
2: and we don't let you give up after an hour when you're over it you know we really encourage them and say all right well let's change tack let's tackle a different area and we're encouraging and it's not just that you double your time by having someone alongside you. I would hazard a guess to say you probably triple or quadruple the efficiency of your time because we've got so much experience and we can really help guide you, keep you on track. And we know the quick ways to declutter and we know, um, you know, what can and can't be kept and what needs to be kept and creative solutions. So, yeah, because one in two people, feel that it's the
1: deciding what to get rid of is their greatest barrier. Um, and so as Amy's already mentioned, we do a really good job of asking pertinent questions and really great questions to get you really thinking and we peel back those onion layers like particularly when it comes to sentimental items we're like well tell us more about that story and tell us why it is that that's important to you and that helps us to understand why it's important to you and maybe why it shouldn't necessarily be important to you anymore or how it is that you could reframe your thinking around Mm -hmm. that item so that you can let it go if that's the vision that you have for your home to have less clutter and if that is actually an item of clutter i'm not saying that all sentimental items are clutter not at all (laughs) because there's certainly purposes for keeping sentimental items more from us in just a few minutes don't forget to visit our website, decluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that's not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, toys, wardrobes, pantries, jewellery and so many more. So if you're new to The Art of Decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on Entryways.
2: We keep hooks right next to our door for our keys. Mm. So they're coming and going, we put our keys straight away. So if you haven't got somewhere to store your car keys, you can go as simple as what Kirsty was saying, and that's just putting a basket somewhere near the door or on top of something that you know where it is and just make sure they always go in there. And for us, that's just hanging them up near the door.
0: Hold up.
1: back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks.
2: One of the big studies, curse that's come out of the US is a UCLA study on hoarding. Um, and what I love about it is it's, I assume the funding has come from a psychological um, funding board because it really tackles the why that people actually keep the clutter. And I really love that. So I think, um, listeners, if you want to just Google UCLA hoarding studies um you'll actually find some really interesting information there that also goes into that not just clutter but really if you're edging on the hoarding side of things where you don't want to get rid of anything um, and you feel an unnatural hold onto items that you don't necessarily need to keep excellent
1: i love those i love those studies too they're so fascinating
2: and there's just so many things online about decluttering, heaps of amazing tips. Kirstie and I are often sharing tips on our Facebook pages and we just want you to understand too the why. And the why is because we see a enriched, a loving, a free, a joyful life with less stuff, more time for the good stuff and less time for just looking after our possessions. So that's our why and that today's episode effectively has been brought to you by David who's given us these great questions. Um, And, yes, you know, through our anecdotal experience with clients, all of these things ring true. we see the freedom it brings. We can't promise these things to you. So Kirstie and I can't go to a client and say, we promise that you'll have more money in the bank in a month. We promise that your creativity will skyrocket. We promise that that project you've been putting off, you'll finally get to. We promise that your children will be more behaved. We promise that you'll eat healthier. We promise that you'll land that new job. We can't make any of those promises, but history repeats itself And we constantly see people experience breakthrough in areas that they've felt stuck once they start decluttering.
1: Yeah, and it is so beautiful. Um, Like we feel so honoured that we get to see transformation in people's homes and also transformation in people's minds and the way that they think about their possessions um, after sessions with us and the way that they actually have the ability to tell themselves new stories when it comes to their things and how refreshed they feel and how much happy they feel and um that's not to say that sessions are easy. As we said, actually, the decluttering process is probably the hardest part. Um, it's the maintaining is easy, the decluttering is hard, and that's where we come in. We come in in the hardest part and actually help you to declutter. And so the sessions aren't necessarily um, they're funny because Amy and I are funny, <laughs> hilarious. Actually, clearly that's why you're listening to us. Um, but they cannot—they're not necessarily always fun, but they do bring such a sense of um, freedom and lightness when we've when we've completed a job. I, I would hazard a guess that a huge proportion of our clients would attest to that feeling of freedom and light. Would you say that, Amy?
2: I would 100% say that. I think that's exactly how it is. We have fun, um, but the jobs that we do are not always fun. Today, when we had to go through tax returns from 1996, I said to my client, are you having fun? Knowing that the answer was no. And I said, but is it worth it? And she said, it absolutely is. So I guess that's a, a really good place for our clients to get to. So
1: I I pinch myself every day that we get to do this job. Hey, Amy, it's so such an awesome privilege. Like we get um, we come into some really vulnerable spaces and we do not hold that vulnerability lightly. We feel so honored and privileged that people open up their homes to us and that we get to walk into some really sacred spaces and some really um, deep hurts and some pain and grief often and we do not take that lightly and we feel very honored and privileged that our clients open up their homes and allow us into their into their heads essentially um, to be able to work our magic and to do our thing and to um, leave them um, in a in a better space um, at least physically if not also emotionally. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I agree, Kes. And if you're listening today and you think, you know what, 2018 is the year that I need to get help, you don't have to be falling in a in a heap. You don't have to be, you know, having newspapers piled up or clothes on the floor or not be able to find things when you need them. You just may want to live in a home that has less stuff and is more organized. So you may not need 10 sessions. You may choose to have one or two. So we certainly have services and packages that suit all types of people. So wherever you are, whatever stage you're at, we would love to help you.
1: Yay. And we, we're so excited that there's so much resource online as well to um to prove to people um, and to show people that there has been some great studies done um, on this topic and that that organized cult of organization um, does not belong um, with professional organizers. Um, the cult of decluttering may, <laughs> um, but that it does actually bring transformation to people and particularly um when you change your habits around your stuff as well. And that's why Amy and I will be doing this course again this year, offering um, our habits course um, later this year, um, at least once, if not more. Um, And so if you feel like it's actually that, it's actually your habits that need transforming, then we can totally come in and do sessions in your homes on habit transformation. But look out for our course that's coming um, very soon as well because that is where the magic really happens. Um, That's when it's maintenance mode and where you get to actually see this vision um, really lived out and fleshed out, not just um have a beautiful decluttered home but have a decluttered home that lasts the long term
2: we don't win a chicken dinner yay (laughs) thank you again for joining us this week if you too have questions that you'd like Kirsty and i to address in our podcast you can email us at mail at theartofdecluttering.com.au or you can just fill in the contact form on our website which is theartofdecluttering.com.au have an amazing week I hope that you're encouraged and inspired to declutter an area this week. Kirsty, I can't wait to chat again next week. I can't wait to hang out with you as
1: well. And thank you so much for all of your support and encouragement um, over the last couple of months. It's been so exciting. And David's email just topped that off with his encouragement and his spur and call to action for us. So we promise not every episode is going to be about pointing you to different Websites and um, spruiking ourselves the whole episode. <laughs> we promise that next week we will be getting back onto part of your house that you can declutter. So we cannot wait for you to join us. Then have a great week! Bye
0: bye.
2: If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favor and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganized.net or on Facebook as Simply Organized PO. You can find me, Kirsty,
1: over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as FeelsLikeHomePO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out over there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organized.
2: We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.